Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It's happy Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. My name is Ian McLaren, and I am your host of this daily Boston Bruins podcast, where we take a look at all things Spoked B, as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Chances are you came via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts. If you have not already subscribed, please hit that button right now. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download and listen and enjoy on a daily basis, Monday through Friday generally. Um, if you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated, especially Apple uses. It really helps to grow the podcast on iTunes. If you're on social media, you can follow me at Ian C. McLaren on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And if you have an email to send, you can do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. Now today on Twitter, I mentioned that I really didn't know what to talk about, so I asked you all to drop me some questions or topics that you wanted me to address on the podcast, and so we will get to those here in a moment. It is a bit of a dry time for news for the Boston Bruins, who have been out of the playoffs for a few weeks now, and the draft is still a couple weeks away. So a lot of uh, rumors, trade, speculation, and stuff to get to, but uh, we press on with this daily podcast. And uh, again, I thank you so much for those of you who tune in on a regular basis or even, you know, once or twice a week. It, it's very much appreciated, and, and I really uh, thank you for being part of this community. So let's jump into some questions now. And the first one I wanted to address comes from... Kevin Elder at Ottawa Kev, and he asks, which players on the TSN trade bait list would you want the Bruins to make a move for? Great question. And I pulled up the trade bait list and took a look at the names on it, and here is what we see. It was last updated on September 1st, so it's a few weeks out of date now, but uh, it's still a good representation of uh, who is available and a good discussion point for who the Bruins might uh, target in trade talks. The number one name is Matt Murray. The Bruins will not obviously be taking a look at him, seeing as they have Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak under contract for next season. James Van Riemsdyk is number two on the list, a 31-year-old winger who carries a cap hit of $7 million over the next three years. Uh, I don't think the Bruins would have much interest in him. But at number three, this is where things get really interesting for me. And is a name that was addressed in another question sent by Bruce Pierre at the Double Bruce. And it's Josh Anderson of the Columbus Blue Jackets, 26-year-old right winger. He only appeared in 26 games for the Blue Jackets last season, scoring one goal and adding three assists. But he is a very... A talented goal scorer who brings a real physical edge and really the type of player that the Bruins uh, would covet and who would fit in well with their system and their style of play, I really believe. He is a restricted free agent. 
He did have a cap hit of $1.85 million. I would assume he'll be looking for a healthy raise in the same way that Jake DeBrusque would be. Uh, but if the Bruins could somehow work out a deal with the Blue Jackets for uh, Josh Anderson, I think that would be a great fit. He is a right winger. Perhaps he would fit on the third line with, with Charlie Coyle for the time being, Anders Bjork. Uh, that could be a really uh, talented trio. Um, again, Jackson Nika, I would think, would be in line to go back on their third line, considering how well that trio played in the playoffs. But getting a bit of ahead of ourselves at this point in terms of the lineup, just to make the roster better, Josh Anderson, depending on the cost, uh, would be it for sure. There's been talk of Oliver ekman Larson being targeted by the Bruins. I don't really see that as a fit, seeing as he's making $8.25 million, and that money could be used to keep Tory Krug in the in the mix. So all things being equal, I'd prefer that. Sorry if you hear some background noise there. My neighbors are getting their lawn mode at the moment. Um, number five on the list is Patrick Laine. Obviously, that would be a great acquisition for the Bruins. The price tag would be incredibly steep on that. I don't know if they're looking to swing that big, uh, but again, he would be a guy that I would love to have on the Boston Bruins, uh, but not likely. Shane Gossespierre is a guy that I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, I think. He's number sixth on the list. Uh, he's a left-handed defenseman who could, you know, step into the role that was previously occupied by Tory Krug, probably not as effectively. His game has tailed off in recent years. He only had 12 points, 5 goals in 42 games. He is only 27, though, a bit younger than Krug. $4.5 million over the next three years, which is very affordable and could offer great value. So he's a guy I think they could look at. Uh, Kyle Palmieri is number seven on the list. He's a guy the Bruins have been interested in for some time. I think the deal to bring in Andre Kasha might have nullified that interest. And then we have Max Domi at number eight on the list. Uh, he's an RFA, similar... Um, situation as Josh Anderson, although he has, uh, he is a year younger, I should say. He did make 3.15 million, likely looking for a raise. Left-handed shot who can play center. He did have 28 goals and 44 assists for 72 points for the Canadians in 2018-19. If a deal is there to be made, then I could see uh, the Bruins looking for a player like Max Domi. Um, again, if we're talking trades, we're likely looking at players like Jake DeBrusque, Brandon Carlo, Anders Bjork being floated in the trade market. Uh, but we're getting a bit of our ahead of ourselves with that question uh, as well. The other players on the trade list, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, not interested. Chris Letang, I don't see that happening. Uh, Ryan Dezingle in Carolina. Nikolai Ellers in Winnipeg. That would be a very attractive trade target for the Bruins. He is making $6 million for the next five years. Uh, so that might be too big of a commitment and too heavy a price to pay. Uh, Alex Kalorn in Tampa Bay. Uh, I know really reluctant to add a player from that team, but he is wildly talented and uh, on a very 
nice $4.45 million contract over the next three years. Just a, a cap pinch there for the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, who have to throw deals to some of their younger players. Rounding out the list, we have Adam Larson, no thanks, Jared McCann, whatever, Andreas Johan- or Janssen from the Maple Leafs. There's some potential there. Rasmus Ristolainen, no thanks. Frederick Anderson, not happening. Dougie Hamilton is number 20. I mean, that would be cool, but that ship has probably sailed. So on the TSN trade board, just to sum up, these are some guys that I would want the Bruins most to make a move for. You know, pipe dream would be Patrick Laine, but uh, or maybe even Nikolai Ellers. But really, it would be guys like Josh Anderson, Shane Gossespierre, even Max Domi, Alex Killorn. I think those would be the top four guys that I would like to see them go for. You know, Killorn had 26 goals, 49 points in 68 games for the Lightning this season. Affordable contract for, you know, a top six left winger. He is 30, so that might be a bit of a downside. Uh, The younger guys, I would really target more like Anderson, who's only 26, Line A, 22, Gosses Bears, 27, um, Domi's only 25, Ellers, 24. Uh, So those are the guys that I'd be uh, more interested in, in targeting off that trade list, which, like I said, hasn't been updated for a couple weeks. And if it is updated, then then we'll take another look at that and see, see what's going on. Um, but those are some of the names that jump off to me right off the bat. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in amazing flavors with nut and non-nut options. The flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, as well as more traditional ones like peanut butter, double chocolate, coconut. They're covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. But at the same time, they are great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great even if you're on the keto diet. Right now, Locked On Boston Bruins listeners can go to BuiltBar.com and get $10 off your next order by using promo code LOCKEDON. That's BuiltBar.com. Put together your package of Built Bars and you'll get $10 off your next order by using promo code LOCKEDON. I mentioned the double Bruce. Bruce Pierre sent in a question regarding trade targets and He said, looking for trade targets for this team. I don't hate the idea of trading DeBrusque for picks and prospects, trading picks for Josh Anderson, and then signing Taylor Hall. I don't want to move DeBrusque, but his salary will be key in this move. Like I've been saying and has been reported, Jake DeBrusque's agent is apparently looking for a pretty hefty deal for his client, a long-term deal worth upwards of six to maybe even seven million dollars similar to what Kyle Connor is making in Winnipeg. DeBrusque's resume and his career numbers are not quite up to the level of a Kyle Connor who was taken after DeBrusque, it should be noted. Um, And if his agent is going to stick to that number, 
I don't see the Bruins meeting that, and therefore a trade is very possible. If you trade DeBrusque for picks and prospects, and then use that salary to sign a Taylor Hall, and also add Josh Anderson, that would be amazing for me. Um, I'm falling more and more in love with the idea of signing Taylor Hall. It might be a pipe dream, but a second line of uh, Taylor Hall, David Krejci, and Andre Kasha or Josh Anderson would be uh, just a beautiful sight to see after the top line of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and um, David Pasternak. You'd have Charlie Coyle playing with either Anderson or Kasha. Um, that would be just beautiful to me, and uh, I'd really like to see that. Uh, so yeah, Josh Anderson, I think, would be a great trade target for the Bruins. He'd probably be you know, my top three on that list of players to target, and... Um, you know, there's injury concerns there for sure, but he can score at the NHL level. He plays a game that really suits what the Bruins uh, like to bring into the mix. And uh, again, he did score 27 goals last season, hampered by injuries, limited to uh, 26 games this past season. Uh, prior to that, he recorded uh, 19 goals in 63 games, 17 goals in 78 games for his career. He is averaging about 20 goals per every 82 games played. And if he uh, is healthy, I believe he can push for that 30 goal mark. Now we've seen and heard that of Jake DeBrusque, um, but I see uh, Anderson bringing more of that physical edge. And if they can not sign DeBrusque, save that money, and invest that in a player like Taylor Hall to play on the second line, then that would be bonkers. Keep in mind, Tukarask and David Krejci's contracts will come off the books at the end of next season, so it's feasible to perhaps um, front-load a deal for Taylor Hall and you know attract him with some bonuses that the Bruins can certainly afford, and then the cap hit will be eased uh, or the whole cap situation will be eased once those contracts come off the books. Um, even if they're re-signed, they certainly won't be at the same level. Um, so that's my thinking there. Yeah, I, I really like that plan, Bruce, and I would really like to see that happen as well. Next question comes in from the Filthy Flow Clothing Company, which you can find at CoFilthy. They ask, will the Bruins start their downturn in play this coming season or the season after? Very uh, glass-half-full question there. Um, I think we can all agree that at some point in the not-too-distant future, the Bruins will indeed suffer a bit of a, uh, a fall. You know, we have Chara and Krug potentially leaving this offseason. Bergeron's getting up there in age and his groin is increasingly tender. Uh, Marchand's 32. He's not getting any younger. Tuka Rask and David Krejci, like I mentioned, could be off um, as early as the end of next season. So this team and its core is really going uh, through a transition period over the next couple of years. I do think 
depending, of course, on what Don Sweeney does over the next few months, that this team will remain stellar heading into the 2021 season and can compete and contend for a Stanley Cup with the majority of this core um, intact. Having said that, it's certainly possible if there's you know injuries or just life circumstances, the whole schedule being off, that the Bruins do take a step back and we see the beginnings of a, I don't want to say rebuild, but a retooling of the roster, some younger players stepping in, um, some older guys moving out of top positions. Um, I could see that happening as early as this season, but I think the downturn we're probably going to see really um, once we know what happens with uh, Rask and Halak after next season. They'll both be UFA. So, you know, if there's a young goalie stepping in at that point or another goalie, that could be a factor. If they both those players leave, that will certainly hurt the Bruins. Um, but I think we have at least one more stellar season of high expectations and a high productivity from this team. And then um, I think the season after is when things might start to dip, uh, depending on how Don Sweeney is able to construct the roster and deal with potential losses of some core players. A couple more questions here. One from Miles Bergstrom at Miles Bergs, who asks, what about the recent rumors of Vancouver and Boston working the phones with each other post playoff eliminations? I think that came mostly from uh, Boston Hockey Now, Jimmy Murphy, who reported the Bruins and the Canucks talked about both Brock Besser and Jake Vertanen. Besser, it's believed um, the Canucks would ask for Charlie McAvoy in return, and that's basically a non-starter for the Bruins. He's as untouchable as it gets on this roster. In terms of Jake Vertanen, he kind of fits the Bruins' mold of a big-bodied winger who can score. They did, of course, just add Nick Ritchie to kind of fill that role. Uh, it looks like Brandon Carlo would be the target for a Vertanen-type player. And um, I don't know if I'm really eager to make that trade. Uh, I think it would take more than Vertanen to bring Carlo off the Bruins roster. Um, and, you know, obviously the Canucks would be very happy to acquire a player like Brandon Carlo. So uh, there might be something there, but but I don't see either of those trades uh, happening at the moment. Steve McEachern asks... This is at Steve J. Mac E asks, which rookies have the best chance of cracking the lineup once the new season starts? Well, I think the obvious choice there is Jack Stanika, who really made his presence felt in the bubble playoffs for the Bruins. And uh, I think he has a really great chance of starting on the third line, likely in the right wing spot uh, with Charlie Coyle and Anders Bjork. That line looked really good. Again, this is... Um, barring any deals involving Anders Bjork, things like that. But yeah, Stanika for sure. I think Zach Stanishin and Jacobus Borrell will be given a really good chance in training camp to secure a spot. Both players require waivers 
at this point in their careers to be sent down to Providence. And obviously the Bruins would uh, not want to see them be snagged up and kind of uh, see those draft picks and all the development that they've put in them go to waste or be reaped on another team. So those two guys for sure uh, I could see getting a chance. And then, yeah, you know, depending on what happens with the blue line, you might see uh, Euro up there as well. Uh, those would probably be the four guys that I would see jumping in um, or having the ability to really uh, crack the lineup once the next season starts. Thanks so much for sending in those questions. Let me know what you think of my responses. You can hit me up on Twitter at ENC McLaren or at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Game three of the Stanley Cup final goes tonight in Edmonton with the series between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning tied at one. Uh, There's an article in the National Post up here in Canada today talking about Tyler Sagan and how the Stars need more from him if they hope to win the Stanley Cup. He has just two goals and eight points in 22 playoff games and with only one assist in his last 12. His last goal came on August 26th against Colorado. A troubling trend. Uh, He might be dealing with an injury. Uh, He did miss an exhibition game against Nashville and a round-robin game against St. Louis. I know Bruins fans have mixed feelings about Sagan, but I, for one, uh, would love to see him yeah, produce here in the final and get his name on the cup once again. Elsewhere, there was a documentary up here on TSN last night called The Problem of Pain. Anaheim Ducks center Ryan Kessler, no friend to the Bruins, of course, dating back to his days with the Canucks, but uh, it was a very informative and serious topic. He said the lack of education among NHL players regarding the painkiller Toradol led to chronic digestive problems for himself. Other NHL players talked about the overuse of pain medication, uh, and the NHL certainly needs to do a better job of educating its teams, medical staff, players regarding pain management and the use of these medications. A failure to do so can lead to addiction and serious uh, side effects. So uh, if you can, I don't know if people in the States can, can see that, but um, it's on tsn.ca if you want to take a look. Elsewhere, it's being reported by Kevin Weeks of the NHL Network that the Penguins are trading Patrick Hornquist to the Florida Panthers in exchange for Mike Matheson. Not really sure what the Penguins are doing there. Ottawa Senators General Manager Pierre Dorian is also addressing the media today, and it looks like goaltender Craig Anderson will not be back with the team. Pierre Dorian, this is according to Ian Mendez of TSN Radio. He informed Craig Anderson's camp that the team will not be offering him a contract. He's been with the team for quite a while, uh, a great goalie for them, and uh, I wish him and his family the best as they seek other opportunities. I'd love to see him uh, get a chance with another team that's a bit more competitive. You may recall Anderson won the Masterson Trophy a couple years ago uh, for playing through a cancer diagnosis for his wife. And uh, I've been able to connect with Nicole Anderson via Twitter when my wife was going through her cancer battle. Uh, So I really do appreciate the Andersons and do wish them the best. He's also a former uh, Guelph Storm 
players, and I always appreciate guys who have played in my town and who have gone on to, to great things around the NHL. And finally, we've been talking a lot about Tori Krug here on the podcast for obvious reasons, but St. Louis Blues defenseman Alex Pietrangelo is also going to be heavily targeted on the free agent market and looks like, according to Pierre Lebrun of TSN, that the front runners could be the Vegas Golden Knights, the Calgary Flames, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. The latter would be the one, of course, that would... Uh, impact the Bruins the most as a divisional foe. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Don't forget, free agency begins on October 9th, and we could find out as early as that day uh, where Tory Krug could be off to. The draft will take place on October 6th and 7th. The Bruins don't make a selection until the second round, which will take place on uh, the 7th, and we'll get into some potential uh, draft picks for them or who could be available for them as we get closer to the draft. That's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back tomorrow with some more great Bruins content. Uh, I tonight have my slow pitch or actually three pitch final that we uh, advanced to. It's kind of a condensed league due to covid some social distancing and different rules involved, but uh, we were fortunate enough to advance to the final. So I'm looking forward to that as well as some post-game pizza and beverages on my brother-in-law's deck. And uh, then probably catch a bit of game three. Hope you all have a great Wednesday. We're that much closer to the weekend. And again, I thank you so much for, for tuning in, for listening and for supporting the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other as well. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.